Welcome to the Wild Minute with Troy. We're setting you up for game one tomorrow night, Monday night, 8.50 p.m. We drop the puck. I believe uh, regular coverage starts at 8.30. Uh, local coverage is Bally Sports North. TV coverage nationally is ESPN2. Wild game one at the Dallas Stars. Should be an interesting series. Should be a long series. And this is one the Wild can go out and get. They are not the favorites, but they are not the underdogs that some of the national and regional media would have you believe. This is going to be a good series, and it should go down to the wire with just a play here or a play there in some final games, tilting the balance to whoever is going to come out of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. This podcast, as you know, we're putting content up nonstop, all weekend long, making sure you're prepped for the playoffs. We're going to break down right now three reasons, three ways the Minnesota Wild will win the series. Um, Some of these are probably obvious to some fans, but it is worth reviewing. The Wild can go out and win this series if, in addition to Kirill and Zuccarello on that top line, if they get secondary scoring. And that's like, well, duh, obviously. But yes, you'll recall before Kirill got injured, from the All-Star game, from the All-Star break to the time Kirill got injured for about a month left in the season, 48% of the goals were from Kirill Kaprizov. If that continues, I don't see any way how the Wild get out of the first round and advance to play Colorado or Seattle. So they, in addition to Kirill and Zuccarello being the players they are, and that's a little bit of an if. We know Kirill Kaprizov will show up in the playoffs. Zuccarello has been lost for a couple of months. Um, over the 80, over the 78 games Zuccarello played, he had 22 goals and 45 assists, but he has really dried up the last six to eight weeks, and he's going to need to refine his game. And, of course, Kirill has to be Kirill. We just have to. They won't win the series if Kirill is... is uh, invisible. So accepting that Kirill and Zuccarello, or at least that the top line does its share, the Wild needs secondary scoring. Now if Matt Boldy of February is going to be in the playoffs, the Wild are in trouble. If the Matt Boldy of March is in the playoffs, I like the Wild's chances. As you know, Boldy didn't score a goal in February, and he scored 13 goals in March. Scored more goals than any player in the NHL last month. That's the type of secondary scoring the Wild need. And it's hard to call Matt Boldy secondary scoring, especially the last six weeks. Uh, but Kirill was out for that. So you put Kirill, uh, a healthy Kirill, back in the lineup, which he is. He's played two games. He's ready to roll. Um, Matt Boldy will be a nice second one-two punch between Kirill and Boldy. And as long as Marcus Johansson stays healthy, we feel good about that. Um, we have uh, talked about this before, but it's worth noting. If the Wild are going to get secondary scoring, they're going to need Marcus Johansson to continue making the plays, showing his speed, and creating the space that makes Matt Boldy a better player. Um, Johnson Johansson himself scored 18 points in 20 games for the Wild. And then, of course, the center of that second line will be Freddie Goudreau, who had 19-19 for 38 points and was the only Wild forward to play all 82 games. But that second line has to, has to show up. The reason the Wild didn't advance last, one of the reasons they didn't beat the Blues last year, the uh, Boldy-Fiala line was non-existent. Fiala's gone. He's with the LA Kings now. He's hurt, by the way. Uh, Matt Boldy, as we know, is in his second year. He's matured. And in the last six to eight weeks, we've seen what Matt Boldy can be. And he needs to shoot first and pass second. And if if Boldy continues those type of ways and Johansson stays in the lineup, I'm liking, I'm liking the Wilds' chances. So that's reason one. 
get secondary scoring, get some complementary scoring to Carrillo and Zuccarello, and the Wild will like the outcomes of most games. Reason number two the Wild could win, they have the best one-two punch goaltending in the NHL among the playoff teams, without question. We've gone through the stats before. I won't bore you with those. But Gus starting game one and probably Fleury starting game two, that's a great rotation. It's what the Minnesota Wild did in 2003 when they rode that goalie tandem all the way to the Western Conference Finals. The Wild won't say it, but they mishandled the goaltending last year by not starting Cam Talbot until game six when it was already too late. And then Talbot had been on the shelf for two weeks, so who could blame him for not? I mean, he was ready, but he didn't He didn't look like the Cam Talbot of old. This time, here's how I think they're going to play it out. I think Gus starts game one, and Flurry starts game two. I think they'll come back to Minnesota for game three with both having played a game. The only way that changes is if Gus pitches a shutout in game one against Dallas, then I think we see Gus back for game three Wednesday. But if the Wild win 4-1, 4-2, 4-3, or if the Wild lose, I think they go with Flurry game two. And I think they've probably explained this rotation to both Gus and Flower. So this won't be a knee-jerk type of thing. Gus starts game one, and if he doesn't pitch a shutout, you, you, you go with Flurry in game two, and you come back to Minnesota, and you figure out what you do for game three. That's best for both goaltenders to get them action early so they don't sit on the shelf. Because think about it. If Gus starts game, Gus started the final two games of the season, um, if Gus starts Monday night, Flower wouldn't have played for 10 or 12 days before he plays game two in Dallas. And if they start Gus game two, then it's going to be like two weeks since Flower's played. It just makes perfect sense. Both players have winning records. Both players have solid sub three goals against and plus 900 save percentages. Both players, both goaltenders can give the Wild a very solid chance for a win whenever they're in that and I think the Wild go with Gus game one, and they go with Flurry game two. So that's reason two that the Wild could win. They have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL. Finally, one more reason I think the Wild could win uh, is if their special teams show up. If the Wild power play, which was lost for much of the second half of the season, if that starts to click, that'll really be a reason that they could win this series. Now that's a huge if. Because of injuries, roster shuffling, um, resting players the past week to 10 days, the wild power play has been dismal. And one of the reasons is they haven't played together. Um, whether it was Kirill being hurt, whether it was players resting, um, whether it was trades at the trade deadline, sliding Klingberg into that top line, whether it was Kalen Addison playing a couple of games as the power play quarterback, this power play has struggled for far too long. And in a playoff series where one power play can tilt the ice toward the game outcome or even a series outcome, the Wild got to figure out their power play. Special teams is magnified in the postseason. The Wild must take advantage anytime they have a six-on-five situation. The other side of that special teams coin is the Wild penalty kill. They've been in the top 10 for most of the season, really liked where they were before Mason Shaw got hurt. Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw were a great duo on the penalty kill. Um, Brandon Duhame isn't that much of a drop on the penalty kill with Mason Shaw out. So Dewar and Duhame play well together. Other players play well. Spurgey, Brodeen on those penalty kills. And what I really like is the Wild is among the league leaders in shorthanded goals. And again, in the playoffs, one thing can change a game and can change a series. 
I like the wild penalty kill, and if they can score a, a shorthanded goal or two during the series, all the better. So if the special teams can keep clicking on shorthanded situations and find its way on power play, I like the Wild's chances. This is Wild Minute with Troy. Follow me on Instagram at Wild Minute Troy. We are uploading content all weekend long, all day Monday, to make sure you are set for the playoffs. The Wild dropped the puck game one, 8.50 on Monday night. You can watch it on Bally or watch it on ESPN2. We'll talk to you.